It's the most wonderful time of the year. And I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking about NFL playoffs. What's up, guys? Final score is back with you again tonight. First round of the playoffs is over. And, uh, ooh, yeah. Am I a happy man? No. But, you know, it is what it is. Lynn, you know. I'm feeling good, man. Lynn's with me tonight, as always. But this is a case of two teams going in different directions. Um, Lynn has got the upstart team in Washington that played played a great game against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Uh, but I, you know, I would Tampa say was this. the better team. Tampa was the better team, but yeah. they hung in there and they had a chance at the end. The 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 announcers of that game, you would have thought, and I know it's been going on for years, but you would have thought there was nobody playing for Tampa Bay but Tom Brady. That was all it was. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And it was Tony yeah. Dungy was one of them. And I was like, come on, man. You used to beat this guy. Yeah, he called him the goat by the end, too. I think that Dungy said he used the goat. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, wild card weekend. Six games, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. You couldn't beat it. If you're a football fan, this is like the mecca of all football weeks for you. Um, and it's it's not just it reminds me of March Madness the opening weekend of March Madness. Yeah, it's just game, game, yeah. game. I mean, you started at one o'clock on Saturday and you finished up what about ten thirty, eleven o'clock, somewhere around that range, maybe later. Same yeah. thing on Sunday. So you you really had uh, had some. I couldn't going stay on. late Sunday, so I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I'm sure you could. I had to read about it. <laughs> well, you didn't miss anything. I'll put. I promise you that. Um, first of all, we got to start off with some sad news tonight. You guys know I'm a Steelers fan and, uh, found out a few hours ago that former Steelers fullback, Tim Lester, passed away this morning at the age of 52. Uh, he was a fullback, and, and no lie, this was his nickname, was the bus driver, because he was the lead blocker for Jerome Bettis with the Steelers from 95 to 98. Even then, he was with Bettis. Uh, a few years with him when he was with the Rams, and I think Bettis asked the Steelers to to bring him over there, sign him over there with uh, Pittsburgh. But man, uh, he was 52 years old. I, what I'm understanding, reading this article, he died of COVID-19 complications. Uh, oh, eight-year NFL career, tenth-round draft pick of the Rams in '92, and joined the Steelers in '95. He played 47 games with the Steelers, started 34. Uh, as Bettis, when he was blocking for Bettis, Bettis ran for 4,281 yards and 21 touchdowns. And he also wow. played played in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 30 against the Cowboys in 96. But uh, we certainly send out our condolences to his family and friends and to all his Steelers teammates. Uh, there was a lot of posts coming out of there, and I'm sure Jerome Bettis is one of them that's been hit hard by this. But... Uh, we certainly send out our condolences to his family and his friends. All right. That being said, wild card weekend yeah. started with a bang. The Bills Colts and the Colts. Buffalo, right? Yes. I'm going to tell you what. The end of this game, the last drive for the Colts. That was a fumble. That was a fumble. How horrible are the referees? The fact that the referees missed it on the field and then missed it again in replay. Pascal, Pascal catches the ball, gets back up before he's touched, is stripped, and they still keep Clear the ball recovery. with the Colts. Clear recovery, too. Yeah, exactly. But this was a, a closer game than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I'll give, uh, I'll give the Colts credit. Colts uh, were giving it to them in the first half. Here, what... People will say Philip Rivers lost this game. No, he did not. 309 yards, two TDs. Uh, the defense must have lost this game. No, they did not. They played a good game on defense. It was close. Frank Reich lost this game. I'm sorry. When you had, were you in a playoff? It's one thing. And we've talked about this before with Frank Reich. How he takes, he takes chances. And some, you know, and, and it's easy hindsight twenty twenty. I know, but still, playoff games, you put points on the board. 
fourth and goal from the four early in the first half. Well, no, late in the first half, excuse me. And they go for it? No, you don't do that in the playoffs games. And let me tell you how this is, comes back to haunt him. He goes for two later in the game, early in the in the fourth quarter. Not the time to go for two. They don't get it. Guess what? How many how many points difference is that? Count the field goal. That's three. They would have had another and four, which is four. Guess, the point. Guess what the final score was? Buffalo twenty-seven, mm-hmm. Indianapolis twenty-four. What's 24 plus 4? 28. 28-27. I agree with you. The playoffs, every point is precious. He felt like he had to gamble more than he really did. He made a mistake. Oh, my gosh. Why would you do that, though? You don't do that in the playoffs. You put points on the board because, yeah, going back, you could. it's fine during the regular season because you can go back and look, well, you know, I learned from that. You don't get a chance. This is lose, you go home. You don't get a chance next week. You lose, you go home. And you may have ended a you may have ended one of the best quarterbacks in football's career. Philip Rivers may be retiring now. Frank Wright should have have his job. He should be on the hot seat after that. I don't care what their record is. He should be on the hot seat after the way he called that game on, on Saturday. I'm sorry. The Colts had a chance to win that game and. Uh, Buffalo, Josh Allen puts up good numbers, but, you know, I don't know if it was jitters from being, a lot of these guys haven't been in the playoffs before. They came out kind of, I don't know, they didn't look like the high-powered offense that they had all year, which granted they were playing a good defense in in Indianapolis, but they they were kind of jittery at first, I'll put it that way. But uh, they end up on the on the winning side, and man, don't you hate? The only thing I hate about this is the fact that more people weren't able to be at at Buffalo Stadium celebrating that first playoff win since what is it ninety four, ninety five, something like that. It, it's been a while, long time. So yeah. I hate that they didn't have a lot of people because you know that place. When that last pass, Rivers was incomplete, you know that place would have gone nuts. I mean, it, it was... Hopefully next year, right? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. But the Colts are eliminated now. Buffalo moves on to to next week. And uh, let's talk about the next game up. The Rams and the Seahawks. Man, i got to tell you all a funny story. And <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. You'll love this one. So... I go to my parents' house Saturday night. It's right, and when I left the house, it's right before the half of the Rams Seahawks game. And my dad likes Russell Wilson. He pulls for them, you know. He pulls for Russell Wilson. So I get over there. I peek my head in his bedroom. I said, "What are you doing? Nothing. Watching some football." I said, "Well, your boy, your Russell Wilson team, not looking too good right now. What are you talking about?" I said, "Well, they're losing." He said. They've already lost. It's over. I said, well, it ain't even halftime yet. Because I figured he was saying they weren't going to come back or whatever. I think it was 13-3 to 3 at the time. I, I said, it's just the, the, it ain't even halftime. But he was saying the game was over. They'd already lost. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> so okay. I said, turn it to Fox. He turns it over there. They're playing. Oh, that's another game they're playing. And I was like, well, is he really losing or what? But I figured out what it was. One o'clock when all the playoff games started, NFL Network start, showed a replay oh, no. of the Rams and Seahawks from November. He watched that game oh, like it was a God. playoff game. He <laughs> I feel bad for him. That's not the first time that's happened either. He, he can't figure out the NFL Network because he called me one night. The Redskins had played on like a, a Friday night preseason game, and then they, they were showing it again on Sunday. He was like, what yeah. the world are they making the Redskins play so much for? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they, yeah, yeah. You know what happened. So, yeah. yeah. So You should have bet him the outcome. I bet yeah. $5. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was he was happy for a minute, but then, of course, Seattle let him down again. Uh 
going into this, and I said it last week, Seattle cannot start off slow on offense. Mm-hmm. And they did. And you cannot start off slow on offense against this Rams defense. This Rams defense will make you pay. And they did. Uh, how about John Walford, the quarterback? He's not bad. <laughs> he wasn't he was bad, bad when he was in there. But why do you run a quarterback one play when your backup's got a broken thumb? Don't ask me. But he paid for it. Uh, they actually actually took Walford to the hospital with a neck injury, which which fortunately wasn't as serious as, as it looked. Because I was watching, yeah, I was watching him go in the tunnel, and I don't know if you saw it or not. They showed it the video, and he, <laughs> it looked like, and I'm not saying he did. It looked like he was he was standing up straight, so until he got out of view of the crowd, and as soon as he got out of view of the crowd, he slumped down like, oh my god. So I don't. He was yeah. trying to keep up a brave, brave face till he got out of out of sight. But man, that was kind of scary. He he did end up getting back to the stadium. Uh, before the game was over, and celebrated a Rams win as a Rams win, thirty to twenty, and this was this is one of those games that you really, I don't know, it was kind of boring to me, at, to tell you the truth, but the Rams defense just really shut down Seattle. I mean, Russell Wilson had you know he had two touchdown passes, but twenty to ten at the half, uh, Goff. He didn't really play that great either, which, granted, he's got a broke thumb. But this was a defensive game. And Aaron Donald and and the Rams just pressured Russell all day long. And, I mean, had him frustrated, sacking him. But I'll tell you this, probably the best ever pick six I've ever seen on on a wide receiver screen. Uh, oh, he jumped the route. Oh my God! Look, he he didn't just jump it, man. I think he. I he always, ran the route. I always thought he would have Bill Belichick. He was stealing the plays from uh, the Seahawks because he was there when the ball. He was waiting on the ball. But it just great play reading by by the Rams defender Williams, forty-two yard pick six, and that really, really, you know, had had the Seahawks down, but. D.K. Metcalf came back and caught a touchdown. It looked like it was going to be maybe the Seahawks would, would would do something then. But, man, what can you say about Cam Akers? He is catching fire at the right time for the Rams. 28 carries, 131 yards, one touchdown. And uh, the Seattle Seahawks are eliminated. Man, did you ever think halfway through this season that the Seahawks would be eliminated in the first round by the Rams? No. no. Not at all. But that was a, that was the second biggest surprise of the weekend. Yeah, the second biggest. I know what the other one is. Um, so the, the Rams move on next week. We'll get to the matchups with it, with uh, what's going to happen next week in just a few minutes. So, but the Saturday nightcap. The nightcap on Saturday. Tom Brady, and you know what? Let me tell you this. You know, I put my my stuff up there. On Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning, put the video up about what I thought was going to happen, and I thought it may be a two-score game, but I thought it was going to be closer, you know, a close two point, like maybe ten points. Um, <laughs> all these other people up here putting what uh, forty-one to ten was one of them. It's going to be a blowout. No way they they can compete. All this stuff, and I'm like, you know, I don't see this. You know, I think that defense can keep them in the game, and and then of course, defense sucks. The defense let them down. Well, defense did the strongest part of the team, and they let them down and let 31 points in. That you, that's hard to win. But the offense stepped up, and we find out, we find out Saturday afternoon, Alex Smith was going to be inactive. And everybody's just, I remember texting Lynn, and all I got back was, wow. So, it look, it's looking bad. But, you know, I honestly think, I honestly think that Heike gave him the best chance to win. Alex yeah. Smith, Alex Smith with his leg, you know, you knew what Tampa Bay was going to do. Tampa Bay was going to blitz him up the middle, 
try to make him roll out because he couldn't roll out. Uh, but what can you say about Alex Smith? Is that it for him? I hope so. He needs to retire. I, I'm like, you know, the guy has has come back from almost dying, almost losing his leg, and came back and, and led this team to the playoffs, led this team to an yep. NFC East championship when nobody thought they were going to win. He has nothing else to prove. Exactly. Don't, you know, go home. And, I, I mean, I'm saying this with all sincerity. If 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 I thought it was a good idea for him to keep playing, I would say it. But go home, enjoy your kids, coach, get into mm-hmm. coaching, do whatever. But you have nothing left to prove now. You have proved everybody wrong. There's no doubt about it. You have nothing left to prove. I know you want a, a Super Bowl. That's what everybody wants. But man, what you've done, you got so much respect from everybody out there, and I think. Everybody out there is an Alex Smith fan because I think everybody cringes whenever he gets hit. Do want to see him get yeah. hit, but you know, just enjoy yourself, enjoy retirement. Hopefully, but we'll see about that. But what can you say about Taylor Heineke? So he looks really, really good, and I was all excited. I think he should be on the roster next year. I don't know if he can be a starter, and let me tell you why. He has an injury history. 2017, he got injured off the field. The Vikings waved him. Then he went to the Texans in 2017, threw one pass, got a concussion, waved on injury. Then the next year, in 2018, he went to the Carolina Panthers, had an elbow injury, got put on the IR. He's played one game and one quarter with Washington football team, and now he has a separated shoulder. But you know he's got what? a lot of talent, but I think he's fragile. You know, I... I... I think you've got to have him on that roster and let him compete. Uh, you've got to, you've got to get a he young quarterback. He might make court. it out of camp. <laughs> well, he made it out of this he camp. Won. I just told you, like, he's gotten hurt every year. The but Vikings, you know the Texans, the Panthers, look and at, football team. Look at what he did. He separated his shoulder in the third quarter. And kept playing. And kept playing. And threw a touchdown after that. Dude. Dude, he's amazing. I think he's all. If he can stay healthy, I'd want him starting next I, year. I, if I'm, Allen can back him up. I'm like the with the Redskins. Somebody said the other night after the game, they don't need to let him leave the building without signing a contract to him. And I agree. Yep. I think he, you know, of course, Tom Brady has an incredible game: 381 yards, two TDs, and everybody made such a big deal about the Chase Young. You know, and uh, that's just a young young guy that's excited about the playoffs. Oh, but I want Tom. Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, I, I mean, but, you know, here's the thing, though, and I'm going to say this not just about that, but I'm going to talk about my boys, Juju. You don't give a team bulletin board material in the playoffs. No. You don't poke the bear. And, you know, this guy's young. He's a rookie. He's going to learn. And, you know, Washington, like I've said so many times this year, Washington has the pieces in place. They just need a couple more pieces to the puzzle. And I think you're going to see a great young team start coming along. I don't see Heineke. They go 10 and 6. Okay. And you got got some receivers. But he's not going to be healthy, though. Well, you just have to wait and see. Don't be so. I, I didn't even text I just read, you. His much. injury history is ridiculous, dude. Well, he maybe he's just hurt. in the and wrong place. He was place. a backup. He was a backup in the XFL for the St. Louis Battlehawks. He was a backup. What? Well, Isn't I, that crazy? I forgot who the quarterback was. Isn't the the quarterback for the Battlehawks? Is he not playing for uh, the Panthers uh, now? Nick Fitzgerald. Nick Fitzgerald was a starting quarterback? Yep, he was ahead of Taylor Heineke. I don't know who who Nick Fitzgerald is, but... He was the starter. But I liked what Heineke had. Did you see that one scramble where he dove and then hurt his... Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. He didn't really make a mistake the entire night. I mean, he had a tip-pass interception, which I don't think was his completely Yeah, I don't count that as, as his fault. Yeah, he did well. Um, Nick Fitzgerald went to Mississippi State and was undrafted in 2019. And where he is, is, he's nowhere now, right? He's just nowhere now. 
Okay, so that ought to tell you what the Battle Hawk should have had Heineke starting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So that did, no, I'm excited about next year, man. I'm you you should be, and I told you that. I, I am happy. We are trending upwards. I really think getting get a quarterback, ten and six, and they can compete for the division next year with Dallas. I honestly think you know you add a couple more things. You 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 pick up a free agent or two. You add some stuff in the draft. You're a linebacker. I think you're going to be you're going to see a big difference in Washington next year. It's not going to be. And I, you know, people can laugh all they want to at the at the name football team, but guess what? They made the playoffs. They won the NFC East as football team. So laugh all you want to while your team's sitting at home. That's all I got to say about that. All right. <laughs> so Sunday, triple header again, leading off with the Ravens and the Titans. And man, the Titans jump all over the Ravens. It looks like they're the only thing I noticed was. They sh- that Henry was getting shut down. And I said that they were going to, you knew the Ravens were going to key on him. And it was up to Tannehill. Just, he would have to have a good game. He would have to make some plays to, uh, to offset that. And he did at first. He was playing, but Ravens make adjustments. The Titans go up 10 nothing in the first quarter. And you're like, this is going to be a repeat of last year. Ravens storm back in the second with 10 unanswered points. Um, Lamar Jackson with a 48-yard touchdown run. And it looked like in the first half that he might go back to his old ways. He threw a pick, uh, and it was a terrible pass. I mean, a terrible pass. And I'm still, you know, it's nice. He's won that big game in the playoffs. So what this does for his confidence, I don't know. What this does for the Ravens, I don't know. But I'm still... Still telling you, this guy's got to be able to throw the ball better. He can run, I know that. He, he's quick as lightning. He's going to take a shot for long. He's got to be able to be more of a pocket passer that can run the ball. That, that they trust that pocket pass. When he made he made some decent throws, but man, please, he, he's going to get popped one day. He needs. We'll see how he does next week. Next week with Buffalo's defense. Tannehill, like I said, starts out great. 18 for 26, 165 yards, TD and an interception, which I think that interception was kind of questionable. Uh, It could have been pass interference, but, you know, that's just me. There was a lot of missed calls. It's been a lot of missed calls in the last three or four weeks in the NFL especially. Uh, I don't know where this this is going to go with the referees, but – um, and that pretty much sealed the deal there. Uh, Derrick Henry, though, what everybody wants to talk about Lamar Jackson. But I think the MVP of this game was the Ravens' defense. Derrick Henry, 18 carries for 40 yards. Averaged 2.2 yards a carry. Wow. They shut him down. And made Tannehill beat him, right? And, and I mean, that's what they ended up doing. Tannehill just couldn't keep making the throws. Uh, but Ravens get the win, twenty to thirteen, and they move on. Uh, yeah, impressed with that Ravens defense. And you know that trouble. It troubles me to say that, but the Ravens defense really showed up, and I think that was the key of the game. After those ten points in the first quarter, Tennessee scored three points the rest of the game, and that was in the fourth quarter. So, Ravens move on to the second round. Let's talk about the second game. And this one was probably the most boring game of the weekend. Uh, Bears and the Saints. Did you, you well, didn't, you didn't have to. Nickelodeon. Did you watch the Nickelodeon stuff? I sure did. I watched quite a bit of it. I watched a little bit it of it. It was interesting. It was interesting. I'll put it that way. Um. New Orleans. I wanted him to get slimed, so I was pulling for touchdown. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but you did see Sean no, Payton. No, they did. Sean Payton got slimed. Slime came out. Sean Payton got slimed after the game, right? You saw that. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, though. he got slimed after the game. He made a deal that he would he would do it. And so Saints go up seven nothing, and you're figuring this is going to be a this going to be a blowout. How about I don't know if you saw it. 
what they had Trubisky split out, brought him in motion, pitched the ball to him. He throws a strike down the field in the end zone. And this is, I forgot what the receiver's name was, but he had just made a incredible catch. Toe drag, all that catch, and uh, then he lets one go. It goes right through his hands. It was touchdown, and it goes right through his hand. That would have that would have put them up ten to seven at the half. It says Chicago's now seven three at the half, and you're like, what is Chicago hanging around? And Trubisky just you know, Chicago. I'm he sorry. He gave up. You need to. He said he gave up. You need to move on from Trubisky. You let him go. Yeah. Uh, do not come to Washington. But yeah, he was just not. He's not the answer. And I'm gonna tell you this: in the fourth quarter, it did not look like. Chicago had a sense of urgency at all to come back in that game. It just looked, like you said, it looked like they gave up. They're throwing little out passes and doing this stuff like they've still got plenty of time. And I'm like, where is the urgency at? So, and I blame Nagy for that, too, the head coach. I blame him for that, too. But um, I did think, and I don't know if you spotted this or not, it was funny, funny part, Drew Brees, near the end of the game, the quarterback sneak that he thought was a touchdown – and he comes off the field talking junk to the camera. Did you see that? No. He comes off the field after that supposed touchdown, and he's like, we're getting in, we're getting in, doing like that, pumping his fist at the camera and all this stuff. And, yeah, yeah. it got overturned. He was nowhere near the touchdown. But what really killed me about that, when they showed the 3,000 replays of it from every different angle you could see, Jim Nance love Jim Nance, but he's watching, he, they watch a view from one side of the field and Breeze, right before the ball hits the hits the plane, he pulls it back down and goes under. So you know, I mean, that's going straight down the line and from from a good, good angle. Then they show from the pylon cam that's down low to the ground from the oh, other I side. I shot, yeah. And it, he's like, oh, he's definitely in. You see that. But, I mean, and Romo's like, no, I don't know about that. You look from the other side, he's still not in. But Nance was like, definitely. He, won, I don't know if he, if him and Breeze are like golf buddies or what. But he, he had was, money on the game. Evidently, he, he must have. Game. But, uh, okay, how about this, though? Let's say there was money on the game. What was okay. the line? Oh. Ten and a half was the line. How about the yeah, touchdown at I, the end that they didn't kick the extra point for? That would have made it twenty-one to ten. Well, that it would flip the uh, the line from you know the winners and losers. Yes, and Jimmy yeah. Graham scores the last touchdown and just runs straight to the locker room. What a punk! I, I mean, I'm like, why in the world would you? Uh, How much time was left on the clock? Time ran out, but I still thought you had to kick the oh. extra point. I guess you don't have to. They chose not to. I'm guessing they chose not to. Well, let's say. I mean, it had to be their choice because you know, Dagum well, if it's you score with times ran out of the game, if you score and you're down by one, or you, I mean, you're you're tied, you're gonna uh, yeah, you you're gonna have to kick the field goal. <coughs> I mean, kick the extra point. Excuse me, but well, <laughs> yeah. Was half the people praying he didn't kick it, and other half people, you know. Yeah, that was. I mean, some people were happy, yeah. some won't. I mean, that was that was what I said. I was like, oh god, whoever's got money on this is probably is probably dying right now. But the Saints move on. Saints come marching in, and this, they'll move on next week. And like I said, we'll talk about the matchup. Let's go to the nightcap of Sunday night: Browns and the Steelers. Oh man. Could not have started off any worse. Well, like Super Bowl, whatever. Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger switched places. Uh, snap opening. It's his fault, though. How wasn't it his fault? It was Pouncey's fault, right? Oh, yeah. I it thought you said how, it wasn't Pouncey's fault. Oh. I was like, what? No, it was definitely. <laughs> he airmailed that. Seven foot. He airmailed <laughs> that. But, I mean, Ben's like, what, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and it was still way over his head. Uh, it looked like what he was trying to do was make a move to the left, 
and, and get a block and when he did it just sailed on him and uh it that was just a sign of things to come uh down 28 why didn't connor just jump on the ball at the two yard line that's one thing too you know a lot of people talking about why connor didn't or ben didn't just jump on the ball but I don't, no, I don't want Ben to do it. He's well, gonna, I mean, Connor should have done it at the time. Either one of them, I would have took. If either one of them could have done it, it would have been great. Uh, instead of giving up those seven points like that, and then of course, it was just it was on from there. I mean, they put up twenty-eight points in the first quarter, twenty-eight to nothing in the first quarter, thirty-five to ten at the half, and then you know, how many interceptions did Ben throw? Four. Four TDs, four picks. But I, I think two of them, I put two of them on him. Uh, one was a tip, and one was, uh, you know, two of them were really bad by him. The other two I, I don't really put on him. But no running game, of course, again. But, we, of course, when you go out 28 to nothing in the first quarter, your running game's got to kind of be non-existent after that. But Pittsburgh was just not prepared yeah, they didn't wake up till after the half, and then they—I mean—they scored 27 points in the second half. They outscored the Browns 27 to 13. That's where I'm talking about. You cannot give up 28 points. You can't spot them 28 points and expect to come back. Pittsburgh in their last two playoff games, Pittsburgh is averaging 38 or 39 points in those two games and lost both of them. Well, what was last year then? Or the last year? last year, the last time they played was against Jacksonville. They gave up, I forgot how it was forty some that. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, that kept going back and forth and back and forth. So. And that was another game that they gave. They spotted, they spotted Jacksonville a bunch of points and almost came back and won. But you know, you can't do that. You can't expect to do that to play off. So Baker Mayfield has a great night: two hundred sixty-three yards, three TDs, no picks. Ben threw the ball 68 times, 47 completions, 501 yards, four TDs, and four picks, and then that fumble, which I don't put that on him. Uh, yeah, it was just, I don't know, man. It was, it, was I in shock? Yeah, I was in shock. I thought it would be a good game. I didn't think it would be like that. But Pittsburgh the whole game, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh just I would say this, turning point of the game. Thirty five twenty three, fourth quarter, fourth and one from Pittsburgh's forty six. We've got momentum going. We've 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 held them scoreless in the third quarter. And we don't go for it. You're running out of time. You got momentum going. If you can't get one yard when you really need it in the playoffs, then you need to just hang it up. And they pumped, agree. They pumped the ball. They said, and Thomas said to pin them back deep because the defense was playing good. And Cleveland ends up going down the field. I, maybe your defense needed some time off. Or, you know, the defense has been on the field forever. Maybe the defense needed a little time off. Maybe the defense. Was that momentum? They said, "Well, you know, I'd like to hear what the defense thought about that." Go for it. Take a chance like that. Gosh, no, that that could have mm-hmm. been. You score there, and you you might demoralize the Browns. Browns might end up turning the ball over again, and then we get tight too. Yeah, tight. I mean that's that's when the pressure gets to you. So. I just didn't agree with it, and I believe me, I've heard all all over through the years about how bad Tomlin is, and and I, there's some play calls I've disagreed with him on. I've always taken it up for him, but that call right there, you know, that's one of the things, big things that cost Steelers that game uh, Sunday night. But it's over now. We start off 11 and 0, we finish 12 and 4, which is is crazy, but. Uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of changes coming to Pittsburgh next year. Like we said before, Lynn's team's trending up. This one, Pittsburgh, with all the free agents and salary cap issues they got, they may be trending down next year. And there's uncertainty about what Ben's going to do. I know after the game, I don't know if you saw it, sitting on the uh, bench by himself and Marquise Pouncey comes over. And the way I heard, it, there was some tears shed. The way I heard that 
Pouncey just pretty much told him that was it for him. And uh, oh, Pouncey's retiring. That's what he's saying. He's he's probably going to retire. But Roethlisberger's not. But see, Pouncey has always said that he was going out when when Roethlisberger did. He would not play for another quarterback. So. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of a lot of talk. There, just you know, salary cap issues are going to creep creep their head in, and there's already already been some. Uh, I think there was one. They waived one guy already. Uh, the Edmonds, the running back for Pittsburgh, has got been waived. What's his name? Trey Edmonds, which he didn't play a whole lot, but he's he's been waived. So they're already making moves trying to get under the salary cap. I know a lot of people, a lot of Steelers fans are talking a lot of smack right now about Ben. But let me tell you this. You wouldn't be there without him. No, you wouldn't be sniffing playoffs. You wouldn't be sniffing third. Remember last year? I wanted to remind all these people about last year when you were saying, we need Ben back. What in the world? And we still almost made the playoffs. But remember last year? How how we could have went? I don't know. We could have went twelve and four, thirteen and three last year, and probably done something in the playoffs if Ben had been there. And That's people true. forget Mike Tomlin did an incredible job coaching that team last year. Do I think he uh, he made some mistakes? Yes, he's made some mistakes. So have a lot of coaches. Frank Reich. Nobody's talking about Frank Reich. All the mistakes he made, but. I don't know. It, 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 the decade, this decade with Tomlin and Ben and these guys may have come to an end. I think Ben will be back next year. He's got one more year left on his contract. Uh, yeah. I think he wants to be back, but do Pitt, you know, there was a poll on Twitter about do you want Ben back, and it was like 58% to 42% yes. And I'm just saying. What? Should they force... Ben to retire. The Steelers, 58 to 42%. So, you know, <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't think you, you, and I know, yes, we need to get another quarterback, but I don't think you realize what we've got sitting back there. May He had a good game against Cleveland that last game of the season, but Mason Rudolph is not the answer as a start quarterback for the Steelers. Uh, somebody said when Ben's gone, if we don't do something, when Ben's gone, it's going to be like the 80s all over again. Was the 80s a bad part? Yes. Bad period? Multiple sources that saying Pouncey is hanging up his cleats, but nothing official has come out yet. So, hey, all right. Yeah, that's just overheard is all you've got. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 something to it because you would have seen Ben over there, and I they had him mic'd up, and he said when Pouncey walked over to him at the bench, he said, "I'm sorry, brother." He said, "You're the only reason I wanted to do this," and that was all I, I that was for. They cut it after that, so I don't know what else was said after that. So it could be a lot of change. It's probably going to be a lot of changes in Pittsburgh, and it may be uh, some struggling years for Pittsburgh uh, in the upcoming no. years. Uh, struggling means ten and six. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, you need. I've looked at the salary cap, and and I've looked at the free agents we've got. It's it's going to be tough. You know, Juju's up there, Bud Dupree, uh, among others. I mean, there's there's a lot of gap, holes that's got to be filled, and maybe. I don't know if Ben would would take a, a, a if he really wants to come back uh, if he would take a less money, but I'm wondering about Juju too. Juju has said came out on social media after that talking about how much he wants to remain a Steeler, and of course you know I know a lot of teams say that, but it, it felt genuine that he really wants to be in Pittsburgh, but he's gonna get a lot of money thrown at him this year. And, and we'll see if he he's willing to take a hometown discount or if he wants to go somewhere else and, and start over. But uh, he's the number two behind Claypool. Yeah, yeah. 
But you know, he had had over 150 yards receiving the other night. Uh, He had, and you know, Claypool had two touchdowns. I think Juju had one. But, uh, you know, it remains to be seen if he's going. He's a fan favorite there. He's got a lot of endorsement deals in Pittsburgh. That may sway him to to stay. Uh, But I don't know. In this this day and age, Lynn, uh, it's, it's not about keeping a team together. With a lot of these guys, it's about you know, and money. it's yeah, it's money. It's a job where back in the day in the in the seventies and eighties, yeah, they wanted to make money, but they also were like they wanted a Super Bowl. Um, they were they were worried more about the team. I just got through reading the Troy Polamalu book, and I, I'm gonna tell you to listen to those guys talk that played with him and and those teams, great Pittsburgh. Cedar teams, it was all about each other, and I don't see that a lot with with a lot of football teams these days. And not, not, I mean, and I'm just not talking about Pittsburgh. I'm talking about a lot of NFL teams. You don't see a lot of that camaraderie and that closeness, and, and wanting to wanting to do something for for your teammate, wanting to do it for for your coach. It's all about me. It's all about me. Social media. You see them up there, and, and I mean, maybe maybe I'm it's just me, but that's the way I feel. <clears throat> Next week, Saturday, four thirty-five, which this is going to be too good. This is going to be a good weekend for football as well. Still not as good as Wild Card Weekend. Um, Rams and the Packers lead off at four thirty-five. Packers are a seven-point favorite. Aaron Donald. A little banged up at the end of that Seahawks game. Had to come off the field to go to the locker room for a while. Hopefully he'll be back. I think he'll. I think I don't think you'll be able to keep him off the field. But and Walford's out too, right? Walford's out, so it's going to be. Um, Their primary Jared Goff. Going to be Jared Goff, the backup Jared Goff playing. Look, there's a lot of people talking about uh, like when we were watching the game. Well, that court, the start quarterback for the Rams that got hurt. I said, well, he's actually the backup. Starter's in now with a broke thumb. That can Aaron Donald and the Pat and the Rams slow down uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? I don't see it happening. I think it's like a. I think they win by ten, yeah. at least ten points. Yeah, the Packers. I don't think Jared Goff is that good. That's what the difference is going to be. Jared Goff would have to really come alive on offense. And with that broke, I mean, he was questionable before he broke his thumb. And now with a broke thumb, I don't know what he can do. Cam Akers will have to be the difference for the Rams. He'll have to make some plays like he has the last few weeks. But I just think Aaron Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are on a roll right now. They're playing better than anybody in the league, in my opinion, right now. I think the Packers move on and go to the NFC Championship. <clears throat> so... The nightcap, Ravens versus the Bills. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> this is going to be probably... I think the Bills are going to win. I think they got the wake-up call last week against the Colts. Well, it's all going to depend on how they play Lamar Jackson. If you... I will say this. Pittsburgh has played, as far as containing him since he's been in the league, Pittsburgh has played probably the best against him that anybody has as far as containing him, keeping him from getting out of the pocket and making him make plays with his arm instead of his feet. The Bills have to figure out how to do that. I think, you know, it's going to be tough for Josh Allen against that Ravens defense. Uh, he's got some weapons now. He's got confidence. But I like the, I like the Bills. I'll say the Bills by, by three here. Let's see. I that, think they're going to do more than that. I think the Bills are going to. Get him by 10. Oh, wow. Sunday games. Leading off with the Browns and the Chiefs. 3.05 p.m. Gold Jacket versus Baker Mayfield. And I know who you're going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Who are you going to pick? Oh, I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs. I think. Well, who wouldn't? Mr. Who? Gold jacket. I think Cleveland Cleveland's going to be on an emotional high from first win in the playoffs uh, in the, the first appearance in 18 years. First time they beat the Pittsburgh in the playoffs, and I think they're in. They're in that's Is the that first time they, they've only played them three times in the playoffs. Oh, okay. So 
I think it's it's going to be uh, they're going to come off that emotional high and run into a buzzsaw. The Kansas City Chiefs yep. in fourteen points or more. I think it'll be about ten, ten or eleven points at least. Um, but I, I think the Chiefs are just too strong, and the Browns are inexperienced. They're playing the defending Super Bowl champions. If the Browns knock them off, then you might as well put some money on the Browns in the Super Bowl. Because um, oh my God, do you think they're destined? Well, if they, you know, if they beat the Chiefs and the Steelers, and it, and both of them on the road, then yeah, that's this is a story you're gonna have to watch. Because <coughs> if I ain't mistaken, they would have to win every game on the road. And how many times have we seen that Pittsburgh did it? I think there was another team that went on the road and won the Super Bowl. And I cannot. It was after Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was the first number six seed to win the Super Bowl in 2005, but. There was another one after that, and I cannot remember who it was. But, uh, yeah, you might as well put money on the Browns. If they beat the Chiefs, put money on them to win the Super Bowl. So the nightcap, Buccaneers and the Saints. Saints have swept the Buccaneers this year. You know, they played in the first game of the year, and then they crushed them at Tampa Bay. It was 38-3. to Tom Brady played one of his worst games that I've seen him play ever. I think it's going to be closer. It's hard to beat someone three times. So you think Tampa Bay, huh? No, I think the Saints. I'm just saying it's just hard. I think the Saints are going to I think the Saints will take them. I think it's going to end up being a, a Saints-Packers matchup and a Chiefs-Bills matchup. Oh, um, all chalk, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Should be a great weekend for football, but while we're talking about football, let's talk a little bit. We got to go talk about college football a little bit. And uh, last night was the national you championship were not surprised game. A bit. Huh. Can't tell me you're surprised. No, I was not surprised. I was not surprised of it. Uh, <laughs> Alabama puts it on Ohio State, fifty-two to twenty-four. Finishes a perfect perfect season. Saban wins his seventh national championship. Um, you know, and I heard some Ohio State fans. This is some of the same Ohio State fans that when, uh, I don't know if you saw, was it last week or earlier this week? I think we talked about it last week. Nick Saban's daughter went on Twitter talking about how the COVID stuff with Ohio State, they wanted to say that so the, um, game will get put off another week for the Ohio State quarterback to to try to recover from that big hit he took against Clemson. With you Ohio think that's why they were doing it? No, no. The Ohio State fans huh. answered back and said, well, after that hit, that hit for the rest of the game, he went 11 for 15 and threw four more touchdowns. So I don't think it affected him too much. So, but then there's Ohio State fans like that after last night. Well, Fields wasn't healthy after that hit he took against Clemson. And Fields has come out, and he's downplayed it. He said, I was fine. I was totally healthy. I was healthy enough to play. So, I mean, you can't have it both ways. And then there was some of them talking about, well, we had tested for COVID so many times. Well, you also had five weeks off that Alabama didn't. You're going to think I'm shot. You're going to think you're going to be shocked here. I was pulling for Alabama last night. I was pulling for Alabama. Nixon, okay. one of the only times you ever hear me say that because of what we've talked about weeks, week in and week out here. I don't think Ohio State deserved to be in the playoffs. They didn't play enough games. No. And, I mean, I'm not going to get into it again about that, but that's why I pulled for Alabama. And Alabama definitely, definitely deserved to win it. Probably one of the best Alabama teams you'll ever see. Uh, you know, what can you say about Devontae Smith, 215 yards, three TDs in the first half. I mean, he proved why he uh, why he deserved he deserved the the Heisman Trophy. I mean, have you do you ever remember a Heisman Trophy winner going out and putting on a show like that after he wins a Heisman? No, no. I mean, And this guy, I don't know how his draft, where he stands in the draft. I'm sure he's in the top ten. But I'm sure it, wherever it is, he probably went up a little bit. That's this is going to be a special talent right here, uh, Devontae Smith. Whoever gets him is going to. You better watch out. Is all I got to say. 
if I'm a team that needs a wide receiver I'm, and I'm low and uh, I'm I'm one of the later picks, I'm looking to move up because I think the sky's going to be incredible. So, yeah. what else have we got to talk about here? How about the firing news and what happened with the NFC? <laughs> Doug so Peterson. Doug Peterson fired from the Eagles. I think he was not planned to be fired, but no. because he lost the locker room, they had to do it. Well, and you know, talking came out that week after that game, the, the Washington game, that there were several players on the sideline that wanted to confront him that were held back. And I mean, after yeah. you, and, and my thought was, I didn't know, I didn't know what they would do. I didn't think they would fire, but my pro, my thought process was like, where do you go from here? If those guys are trying to confront you on the sideline, and I'm not talking about this wasn't going to be pleasant, where do you go from here? How do you, how, how long will it take to get their respect back for what you did? I mean, because, you know, obviously you did, but, you know, you got to get their respect back. And, I, I mean, I think I think that was the only reason he was fired. A lot of people are talking about, and I, yep. I think the general manager should go too. If, if they're going to fire oh, Peterson. No, no, no. General manager did not put Nate Sutfield in the game. No, I'm just saying, if they're going to fire Peterson, you look at, if they're going to clean house like they said they wanted to, then they need to fire that GM. There's a lot of Eagles fans talking about that too. You look at his draft record, it's not really good right now. But, you know, I understand why if they fired him for that, and I think they did. Where does this put Carson Wentz at now? I think he's still getting traded. I, I would, yeah, I wouldn't play him. Isn't it Jalen Hurts? Yeah. I mean,. Uh, I'd be playing him. Well, boy, I'd go sign Heineke. Oh Lord, you better hope that doesn't happen. He'll make y'all pay. Oh God, he's what? brittle. Remember this. Mark it down. He's brittle. Well, I, you know, and when we think the Houston Tex- Texans can't make any more stupid moves, they go out and redeem themselves and oh, make even they. You try to alienate your it's star. It's a rumor, though. It's a rumor. It's not a no. What they did to make him upset is not a rumor. When you tell they your didn't involve him in the GM search. When right? you tell your quarterback, we're going to let you be involved in this GM search because we want to build this team around you, and then you go hire one without telling him anything about it. What does that say about your organization? Well, if I'm JJ Watt. I'm packing my bags and getting out of there as quick as I can. And going to Washington. And going somewhere else. Going to a contender. <laughs> I, I don't care where you go. But, you know, first, and and I don't know if you you heard Andre Johnson, the former te- great Texans wide receiver, yeah, telling Deshaun Watson stand his ground and comes out and said, Texans waste careers. Ouch. I mean, when people tell you that, and what, this is one of your great wide receivers of the past, yeah, I mean, he he knows what he's talking about. Twelve years, twelve years with the Texans. His, this is his quote, If I'm Deshaun Watson, I will stand my ground. The Texans organization is known for wasting players' careers. Since Jack Easterby has walked into the building, nothing good has happened in or for the organization, and for some reason, someone can't seem to see what's going on. Yeah. Pathetic. Who trades away DeAndre Hopkins? Did you, I mean, yeah. That was the dumbest move of the decade. I mean, you know, and here you're going, you're going to follow that up with another dumb move when you're going to push a lot of rumors about Watson wanting to be traded. Uh, one rumor was that Watson would go to Miami for Tua and draft picks. Uh, oh my God! And you know, there's there's a lot of rumors that he could force a trade. The Houston owner said he has not been able to communicate with Watson. Watson's good. I, I think he's what top ten. Maybe? Watson is really, and a lot of people don't talk just because they were four and twelve this year. A lot of people don't look. If you look at his numbers, 
I mean, he went several weeks without throwing an interception. I think it was one time it was like in, in so, so many stretch of games he had thrown 18 touchdowns, no picks. And he, I mean. So the defense was kind of suspect, right? Defense was, was suspect. I just think it's, you know, you what do you do, though? You've alienated him already. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else you could do. And the Texans are interviewing, have requested to interview Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Uh, do you know what? Need I, to wait a while. He's, I, he's busy right now. I think. Uh, I think if I'm Bieniemy, I'm like, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> former former Texans head coach and. GM, the one that made the bonehead move to trade DeAndre Hawkins, Bill O'Brien, back in the news. He is reportedly going to be the next offense coordinator for Alabama as Steve Sarkeesian, the current offense coordinator, is taking the head coaching job with Texas. So what will Bill O'Brien go down there and screw up in Alabama? I mean, you Alabama fans, you better watch out. He's He's been known to, to screw up a, a great thing and <laughs> – this could be it right here. He could he could really mess up Alabama now. Oh my God, that's kind of hard to do. Well, I don't know. You can find a way. Mm. Let's see. I I think that's about all I've got this week. I'm looking forward to a you know even though the Pitts the Steelers yeah am I disappointed? I will tell you this. I've been pulling for the Steelers for 42 years, and this is probably the most. Damn. This is probably the most disappointed into a season that I've I've ever had. Just because I know what kind of situation we're going to be in with salary cap and stuff and and people leaving it's going to be a rebuilding process I think and uh yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. Uh, but again, off season for you it's like 10 and 6. Well, I don't know. Y'all haven't be. had true struggles in like thirty years. We struggled under Cower. We were six and ten. We were six and ten. And oh, that ain't a struggle, dude. That was a year before. I want to say that year. that was a year before we got Ben. That was two thousand three. Because they drafted him that next year, right? Do what? Didn't they draft him right after yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And we went to the Super Bowl or something? I mean, no, they we went 15 to AS, and one. ASC Championship game. At 15 and 1. Like, lost the first game of the year and then won 15 in a row. Yeah. But then we lost the ASC <laughs> Championship game. It was, it was uh, with the Seahawks. This is a surprise here, just coming across. Seahawks have parted ways. With offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. Wow. Okay. Due to philosophical differences. <laughs> I love how they... In other words, they didn't agree with each other on what they were supposed to do. I mean... <laughs> they got Russell Wilson, man. Evidently, a lot of the, a lot of the players were not happy with the offense play calling. So. Or what was called, right? Yeah. yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I'm I'm looking so, looking forward to it this weekend. Even though the Steelers aren't playing, so, who will I pull for now, though? Uh, I'm gonna pull for the underdog in every game, probably. Whoever the underdog is, I'll pull for. Because I have you know, hated teams. Yeah. I, I'm I'm pulling for Buffalo on the ASC side. I'm pulling for them. Well, they've never won. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that'd be a good one. I, I would love to see Buffalo get one, and you know. And I, I go back to uh, to last year during the uh, regular season when Buffalo, I forgot who they beat, but watching that game and listening to that crowd, they, they come back and beat somebody in the last minute and listening to that crowd, and I was like, man, this is what football should be about right here. You got your fans like that, uh, man, and they were going crazy. They got a good team again. I hope I, I'm pulling for Buffalo on the AFC side. On the NFC side, that's a little tougher. I'm not pulling for Tampa Bay. It would have to be the Saints. No, no, no. I'll take it back. 
I'll pull for the Packers because they're playing pretty good right now, and I'll, I'll pull for the Packers there. So if the Packers and the Bills end up in the Super Bowl, I'll be happy with whoever wins there. I like the Bills out of that scenario because they're 0 and 4. Yeah, it would be a great story to see the Buffalo Bills finally get a Super Bowl win, and I, I'll definitely be pulling for them. I know Saturday night. Well, I'll pull for them the rest of the way out here. Um, so Saturday night, definitely. I mean, we know why there, but. Um, <laughs> anyway, anything else so you got? Slight this? tangent. Slight tangent. You know, still pulling for the North Carolina Tar Heels basketball. I don't think they're that good this year. Um, I'm hoping they can get 500 in the conference. Are they playing tonight? They play Syracuse tonight at nine. Yeah, Syracuse at nine. I don't know. I'm gonna stay up and watch it. Uh, but more importantly, Thursday night at seven thirty. I know what this is. The Carolina Hurricanes <laughs> begin the season against Detroit Red Wings. So, what's the I outlook? My, what's the outlook for this year? Uh, they're predicted to finish third in their um, their division. They're doing all divisional games this year. There's only 56 games scheduled. 56. So you're playing games? everyone in your division like eight or nine times, and wow. they um, they made up divisions just for this year. That's interesting. And they're they're picked to finish third. So the top four of the eight teams go on to the playoffs. And those four play each other until you're down to, like, one. It's really weird. But uh, I'm excited. I'm ready. Thursday night, 730. I'll have my jersey on. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Which we're talking about. Let's go back to Washington. Have you heard they're looking to hire a general manager this year? Yeah, they're trying to um, interview Martin Mayhew. From Martin Mayhew right is now. one. Ryan Cowden is another. They're looking to interview. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, I guess they need one, huh? Mayhew was a former Redskins player. You remember that, right? Yeah. Well, whoever made the picks last year did pretty good. I mean, they got Cameron Curls a steal at seven. And um, they got Antonio Gibson third round, and of course, well, any idiot could have got Chase Young second, but whatever. Well, you know what's coming? What's going to be coming for long? We're going to have to start looking at mock drafts. Oh, oh God! <laughs> don't think I already. Don't think I'm not already. Don't think I'm not already looking. Uh, you, okay, Trevor Lawrence first. Last Justin week, Field second. No, nah, no, nah, don't be so sure, sure of that. This Wilson kid from Jeff, BYU. This Wilson kid from BYU figures in the equation as well. You like this a lot more than I do. Oh well, I, I'm not good at it. Yeah, I mean, it's nobody really good at. It. Look, this is. I will tell you this: doing a mock draft and expecting to get like majority of them right is 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 unreasonable. Well, I mean, you're not. I gonna got do, at least two right last year. That's what I'm saying. If you get if you get six right, if you get six right, this is that's like winning your bracket in in the March Madness tournament. Because it after one, yeah, sure. it, I mean, you know, in the tournament when the March Madness when you pick that, if you get one wrong, that kind of messes you up. But you still can recover. You can't recover in a draft when they do one. If they do one unexpected ones, everything falls out of place. So. You know, it's nobody good. I don't think it's anybody really good at it. If you look at these people that really predict it for a living, I don't think they get a. They may get ten percent, five percent right. I don't think they get. No, if one team picks something weird or different, it, it throws everything, everything off. off. And that's you know, it's kind of fun to see how much you can get picked right. So we'll be talking about that in the future. We've got a little ways to go. We still got to finish the season, see who picks where, but it's getting closer. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering this, and this will be the last thing we talk about tonight. Have they said how many people they were going to let in the Super Bowl? I haven't heard yet. I haven't either. I can't imagine it's going to be too many there. It's going to be weird having a Super Bowl without a packed house. How much do you think it's a ticket... It's going to be weird. Yeah, how much do you think a ticket will go to that thing oh, this year? It's going to go up. If Buffalo's in it. Well, being that it's limited, 
I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. This has just been a weird year, and it seems like 2021 is going to be just as weird. But uh, anyway, yeah. I'm just ready for my vaccine shot. Hopefully this summer. Yeah, they're they're giving them out here now, and uh, you know some of the people that I make sure my parents got theirs last week. So yeah. they got their first shot last week. Got another one in February. But uh, yeah, I'm ready for mine. Hopefully May or June. Hopefully. Some of the people okay. that I work with have already got theirs, and because uh, we're deemed essential workers, and so. dude, go get yours if you're in one B right now, right? I don't Here's know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Kind of waiting to see how everybody turns out with theirs. <laughs> if they get superpowers or not? If anybody starts walking backwards or you know, oh a second head starts growing out or anything Dude, like that. You know, you're talking to a scientist. <laughs> I know. I'm talking to a lab worker. You may have put something you, in there that I don't know about. No, no. Trust the science. I mean, that's all I'm going to tell you. Trust yeah, the I got science. you. I got anyway, you. Anyway. All right. I'm getting ready for the Carolina game, so yeah, I'm good to go. Seven forty. You still got an hour and twenty minutes, bud. You won't never I'm make. I'm watching you the probably... Duke game now. Who's... I'm a Virginia Tech fan right this second. What's the score? Thirty-nine twenty-seven Virginia Tech. Oh wow, good. Uh... <laughs> it was a lot worse. Forty-one twenty-seven Virginia Tech. All right, that's good. Duke's made a run to get it back pretty close. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it this week for the final score, guys. Lynn's going to have his uh, ACC basketball night, but we will be back next week, of course, to talk about NFL playoffs or whatever else comes up. And, uh, Lynn, have a good week. Enjoy your hockey. We'll talk about some hockey next week. How about that? I'll try to keep up mm-hmm. with some hockey. They'll be uh, like 2-0 and o by then, I hope. Let's hope so. Let's hope the <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes win the Stanley Cup this year. Guys, that's going to do it for this go. week. You guys have a great week. That's the final score.